I'm Scott Hansen with NFL Red Zone, and you are listening to the Gridiron Gentlemen. Hello and welcome to a very special Gridiron Gentleman podcast. It is the episode we've all been waiting for. We are going to our deep dive on the Chicago Bears. James, hashtag? Bear down. Bear down. Chicago Bears. Yes, indeed. Uh, joining us for this one, we have Phil. Phil, how's it going? Good, thank you. How are you boys doing? Bear down, Phil. Bear down, Phil. <laughs> Best response ever. And, and uh, James, bear down, James. If I bear down anymore, I'll poo myself. Okay, got to be careful with that. Anyway, so we are going to go straight on to the Chicago Bears because uh, we record these things one after the other. We've already covered any news that's happened. Any news that's happened since then. Apologies, we'll miss it. We'll pick it up probably in about three episodes time. Um, so Chicago Bears, the worst team in the league last year, statistically. Thank you, Lovey Smith. Um, but they can probably feel a little bit positive about what they had going on with this team. Um, Justin Fields, we were talking about last last episode, they're going to live or die by whether Deshaun Watson's going to be the guy. Justin Fields actually has some talent surrounding him this time. Uh, they have completely renovated the offensive line. Still got the likes of Braxton Jones, Devin Jenkins, Cody Whitehead there. But the right-hand side, you've got Nate Davis and Darnell Wright as well. Um, that should improve things. Darnell Wright, who apparently did some training with the wide receivers, apparently, because he's that athletic. Is, uh, that came up this week, which is bonkers. That's cool. Wait, hmm? what happened? What happened? Explain, because I only read the headline. <laughs> I've been I, very busy. So what actually happened yeah. was he accidentally oh. picked up the wrong dietary program and workout. Okay, that's even worse. And it took <laughs> the first few weeks of camp, he yeah. had been doing, he had been eating the wide receiver diet and doing a wide receiver workout. And he had lost a significant amount. That's of awful. <laughs> that is <laughs> awful. <laughs> It must have. It should have occurred to him at some point that, that that there was no bulking up and there wasn't a lot of lifting, just lots and lots of cardio and resistance. They really want me to slim down, don't they? <laughs> well, maybe they want to run with Justin five. Fields up the field. Yeah. <laughs> what we're going to do is you're going to run in front of Justin up the field, <laughs> so you're going to need to be quicker this season. Okay. Okay. Um. Why am I with a weight sled tied to my waist? Why? Yeah. <laughs> Um, running back, yeah. Well, last year he'd immediately shoot to the depth chart, uh, the number one on the depth chart for the wide receivers as well. Uh, this year it's slightly different. God, what a segue! Well done, Dan. Great job. Uh, this year it's slightly different. Uh, DJ Moore was part of the trade for the number one overall pick last year, um, to for the, the, the Panthers to move up, which was a great bit of business, I think, for the Bears. Uh, they also get the Panthers' number one pick next year, so they've still got two picks. I think they're in a great situation if it all goes wrong, if Justin Fields isn't the right guy, because they can still go ahead and try and pick up a quarterback next year. They've got capital to move around in the draft next year, which I think is pretty important. Um, I think we'll save Justin Fields till the end of talking about the offense, because I think he is easily the most exciting piece on this team. But yeah. 
we are looking at now something that is vaguely reminiscent of an actual wide receiving group on the Chicago Bears. Yeah. DJ Moore is one of the more underrated receivers in the league that can do a bit of everything. Chase Claypool might turn up. Who knows? We'll see what happens there. Um, Darnell Mooney is, I think, a little bit... He's better than, than Njoku, don't get me wrong. But there is that element of he's going to be good at some point, honestly. Um, and from, by all accounts, Tyler Scott is proving to be a worthwhile addition as well for the Bears. Uh, then a number of players in the background. Velas Jones probably won't make the team. I might. I, I would imagine. Equinemius. Hmm. Sorry, James. What did you say? Well, Velas Jones is fifty. Yeah, he's fifty. Exactly. Yeah, he's older than Ian. Every day I write the book, the original book, the first book that was ever written. But yeah. Um, uh, Equinemius St. Brown as well is is he's one of those guys that just turns up when you need him to at random times on like third down. Like he's yeah. not going he's not gonna set the world of on fire, but he's a great pickup. So yeah. You know what? I think they've signed him purely for Intel. Yeah, with his brother. And the Packers. You look as well. It's like it's like Equinemius St. Brown, it's Dante Pettis. It's like it's like a long list. The guys who were picked in the third round two years ago, yeah, or three years ago, it is, yeah. Well, that's they were their number one receivers last year, James. So it has improved slightly, at least. Um, and then I quite like what they've got at tight end. Cole Komet, I think, has been very good, particularly last season. Mm. I thought deserved his um, contract extension that he just signed. Um, and Robert Tonyan, I think, is one of those guys. Tonyan, sorry, uh, is one of those guys that's does enough and i think now settling into like a, a number two role is probably uh, it's probably advantageous for him yeah so, he was very much just mm. a sort of safe pair of hands in green bay yeah just he can block well he can catch a pass if you throw it to him he won't necessarily get you any yards after he caught it mm. but if you need a short down or something like that he's safe you don't have to worry about him dropping it or fumbling it or making a mess. Just very reliable. The run game, there's a lot of talk about David Montgomery uh, heading out, going to the, the Lions, uh, which has not gone down very well. But my arguments against that are, for starters, we pick up Dante Foreman, who is one of the most underrated running backs in the league. Just consistently, consistently gets yards. And we had Khalil Herbert as well, who has been excellent as well. And I'm not being funny, but neither of them were our number one running back last year anyway, because that was our quarterback. So it, it's yes. like, I'm not that worried about David Montgomery going. I think he's a very talented player, but if it came down to whether we'd pay him or not, and we can replace him with Dante Foreman, then I, I would much rather do that. Yeah, I think Khalil Herbert was a good compliment. I think in the games where he had like between eight and 13 carries, that was kind of the sweet spot for him where he yeah. was able to rip off big chunk plays. So, so he, he was a nice sort of something nice to stir into the pot. Um, I don't see him being an RB1 though. No, I, he is I, depth. I think Foreman might take the, the lion's share of those snaps. Yeah. What's really interesting as well is that they, that they drafted, um, Bijan's backup, Rashawn Johnson, in the yeah. fourth round. Now, the great tragedy of Rashawn Johnson is this, that on any other college team, any other program, 
Yeah, he would probably be an RB one in most of those college, most college football programs because in his own right, he he is like a skilled running back mm. with you know the ability to run well. He's a fairly decent pass catcher. He's fairly good in pass protection. He does everything quite well. Yeah, as well. So I feel good about this running back room. To, to be honest, me too. I, th- I think it's fine. I, I think you can let if you can get someone that's even half as good as David Montgomery and then that's all you really need. And then other than that, you can spread the load. Like Travis Homer's a solid backup. Mm-hmm. Tristan Ebner was once again, another solid backup. There, There is talent in this room. It's just not, it might've gone down from being the 16th best running back room to being the 18th best running back room, basically. And that's not the end of the world. So, yeah. That's not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it all comes down to the quarterback, really. Justin Fields last year was phenomenal on the ground um, and showed glimpses of what he can do through the air. Yeah. However, that doesn't always translate to, well, once he's got talent around him, he's going to be excellent. I've got a good feeling, though. Well, I've got a weirdly good feeling. I don't really want to ruin it for him. Sorry, Justin. I've just ruined the Chicago Bears season, everyone. Apologies. But I, I've I've got a feeling he can do this. I mean, he came out when he came out of college. We weren't talking about how good he was on his legs. We were talking about his ability to make passes downfield. Yeah. yeah. So now I think this In season. Ohio yeah. State offense. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. The Ohio State yeah, offense. That, can... Yeah. Good point. <laughs> it's a drop back passing offense. And he executed yeah. to a high level and a drop back passing offense. Yeah. We know that there is there is there is historical evidence that he can do it. Yeah, it's just whether. My only concern is that I sincerely hope that last season hasn't damaged him. That is a concern. Broken him. Yeah. And whether that, it's and that, that because that's become his fear response or his anxiety response to to, to run. Yeah. I hope that it's that we now move to a place where he's able to show what he was as a college quarterback as well. If you can get that quarterback and that and this this massive upside which just suddenly appeared from nowhere, mm. then then it could be very special indeed. Yeah. Just quickly, here's a fun fact. I've just this come up on my Instagram. JFK has only missed one Detroit Lions playoff victory. He has been dead for 60 years. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's a little drive by whilst we're not even talking about them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh. yeah, I think, I think the concern well, is Barry Sanders has been to one more, had one more playoff victory in the last 60 years than. Okay, anyway, that's yeah. another there as well. That's actually in bad taste. Sorry, edit that, please. <laughs> I probably won't. Um, but it's um, <laughs> with Justin Fields, I, I completely agree. The one thing I think he's got going for him is like, um, there's a lot of talk about how like it's no longer quarterback position is known now. No longer you sit back, you make your first, you make your second, you make your third, you make your fourth read. It's you make your first read, and if you can see an opportunity, maybe you do run. Because actually running quarterbacks mm. seem to get more yards that way. And so, like, I'm quite happy with the idea that Justin Fields is going to be looking at some large targets in the form of Robert Tunyon and Cole Komet. And then 
his first read is probably going to be see if DJ Moore has actually broken free downfield. And if that doesn't happen, then everyone else is probably creating space for Justin Fields to actually do something with his legs. I completely yeah, agree I though at the same time. Justin Fields, I yeah. think I think his supporting cast was insufficient. Oh yeah. No question. Yeah. I, I like the fact that the starting offensive line is now this year's backup offensive line. It wasn't like they even Good. went. They just got demoted, basically. So, yeah. 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 Rightly so. Yeah, definitely. I think the key thing for him to try and pick up as a skill mm. is that Patrick Mahomes thing. Yeah. Of, I'm going to run, but you're going to think I'm going to throw it the entire time I'm running. Yeah. I'm going to move, uh, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And the defenders are going to have to sit in that sort of hesitation because they know if I commit to him throwing the ball or if I commit to him about to run, so I kind of have to stand in this half, like, eh, you can't fully commit either way because he's going to, you don't know which one he's, he's going to do because he's yeah. easy going to beat you by running past you or is he just going to launch it over your head? If he can start picking that up, if he can start doing those things, that, that could be really good. I think so. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. Because Justin Fields has the potential to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. If he can add the strings to his bow, it's, it's unlikely that he will become that. I think he'll become quite good. But he has the potential to be very, very good if he can add the strings to his bow that he needs to add to do that. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, so it is curious to see what he's going to be like with actual surrounding talent. Uh, and Luke Getzey having yeah. like a full season, having had worked with him as well. I think that's going to be uh, instrumental. Defense, I think, isn't the finished package, personally. Uh, I like what they've done with their secondary. Their secondary is infinitely better than it was last year. And a lot of it comes down to just experience and actually actual playing time. So Jaquan Brisker and Kyla Gordon come in having had a full season under the belt last year. Jalen Johnson, I maintain, is one of the more underrated cornerbacks in the league. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson, I think, is an excellent pickup in the second round. I thought that was, that was fantastic. So I like that. And Eddie Jackson's got a lot to prove. And he, there's, there's a weird chance that Eddie Jackson, that the probably the, the biggest household name on this secondary, might be potentially the weak link. Mm-hmm. I don't think he will be personally. I think he might. He's a funny one, is Eddie Jackson. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, yeah. I, I think it remains to be seen. Um, what's weird about the Bears is how much they've invested in their linebackers. Linebackers. Um, mm. We've always thought this was weird when they picked up Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards, like as the first players they picked up in the free agency. In the free agency, nice one, Dan. Especially when Jack Sanborn has as good a season as he did last year as, as well. And then when they went and picked up Noah Sewell in the fifth round as well, on top of that, it feels like they're really overloading at linebacker. And I know this is something that Iberflus has loved, loved it with the Colts as well. But then you look at what they've got up front, it's slim pickings. Uh, Travis Gibson was really good last year. Uh, yeah. In the middle, Justin Jones was pretty good as well. Andrew Billings is a backup on pretty much any other team, I think. So yeah, then that leaves yeah. Dominique Robinson, Rasheem Green, and Demarcus Walker as 
alternative edge rushers. This, this is edge rusher is undoubtedly the weak link on this Chicago Bears team. It does make me wonder whether they have been looking. The, the rumors are they were looking at like Chase Young because thoughts that he was not wanted anymore in Washington. But I think as soon as a solid, slightly older defensive end edge rusher kind of comes up, I think the Bears will probably be all over that. Really yeah. need the help. Yeah. It's just a shame. I think the only the only guy that would have been, I mean, you know, if it weren't for the fact that they were in the same division, someone like Daniel Hunter, if they'd managed to snare oh him, my God. Yeah. Away, that would have been incredible. But no, I get the sense that, that when they drafted Noah Sewell, what they've drafted him to be is a movable blitzer. Yeah. So that's possibly one solution to the problem. I also like the fact that they picked up Javon Dexter in the second round. Mm. I have a funny feeling he'll be changing for a starting role quite soon. Yeah. He's going to well, have to. I see him win a starting role quite quickly. Yeah. I like the player a lot. Yeah. I think they're going to have to lean on their linebackers an awful lot, though. Like, that is clearly where they've invested in. It's, yeah. It's, it's a great trio, to be fair. One of the better linebacking groups in the league. Well, maybe not. I look at San Francisco. Um, but like <laughs> it's 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 a good group that has a lot of potential. I say Jack Sandborn was excellent last year. Tremaine Edmonds was good last year as well. And TJ Edwards, I think, was sneaky underrated last year. So like it's a good group. It's just weird that they didn't invest up front. So yeah. That's that's that. Uh, anything else we want to add on this this Chicago Bears team? Yeah, just very quick cycle back to Justin Fields. Yeah, um, and just the dysfunction of, mm. of of the situation and and some numbers that that kind of spell it out. Mm. So, in terms of like time to throw in the pocket, average time to throw in the pocket. So yeah. number one in the NFL was Joe Burrow with two point four seconds. Yeah, At the very bottom among um, quarterbacks that started, you know, double figures. Um, Justin Fields was last with an average of 0.45 seconds. Hmm. The number that supports that is that no other quarterback had more scrambles, Hmm. rushing attempts, but scrambles. So he had 70 scrambles, which is far and away more than, than almost any other quarterback. In fact, if I look at it, it's his 70 scrambles. Josh Allen had 57. Daniel Jones had 56. Um, so those numbers tell a story. The other number that tells a story is his pressure to sack rate. So for players starting in double figures, he had the single worst pressure to sack rate. Hmm. Um, um, the players that had worst pressure to sack were Brandon Allen with 100%. Um, he had one drop back and got sacked, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nick Foles, 44%. Tyrod yeah. Taylor, Brian Hoyer, Nathan Baker, maybe Anthony Brown, Sam Ellinger, Jeff Driscoll, Deshaun Watson, Colt McCoy, Matthew Stafford, and Justin Fields. Yeah, um, that's not the group of people you want to be in. No. So no. those are all those are all stats that are influenced by offensive line. Yeah. Absolutely. So 3.4 plus the amount of scrambles tells me that he's living in a world of or run away. Yeah. He absolutely is, yeah. So this season, hopefully, will be a bit better. He's throwing. It's mm. because he's throwing off move when he's broken the pocket. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Phil, anything to add? Um, I mean, he has the advantage if he does get out of the pocket, or if, because he's not as short as, say, a Kyler Murray. Yeah. It's less of a, it, it makes him a little bit more dangerous because what you can do with Kyler Murray is you just try and keep him in the pocket and then stick your hands up to make it difficult for him to see. Yeah. Justin Fields can still see over. Yeah. So I feel he has the potential, especially now that the offense hopefully will be built with him in mind rather than last year where it was just like, well, he was what they had. Yeah. And it just, everything seemed kind of just like, oh, he's running. Okay. It was very much like it wasn't planned. If they can start to do what, for example, Philadelphia have done with Jalen Hurts, which is where you have designed run plays for him. Yeah. Rather than it being panic runs. I think it'll be, he may end up getting less running yards but they could be much more helpful and productive running yards. It's going to be less, damn it, I'm being chased again. I've got to get out of this, right? We're going to design this specifically so that you can get a run. So it's going to look like something else and then you are gone and you're much less likely to get injured that way. I think it's gone wrong for the Bears. Yeah. Designing a run on third and four where you run four yards rather than having a scramble where you run 25 yards in game yeah. three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's gone wrong for the Chicago Bears if Justin Fields runs as much as he did last year. Yeah. Let me put it that way. Yeah. 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 Right. The Bears, probably about where we should have them, about 23rd, which is actually a massive improvement considering where they actually finished last year. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I think this seems about right. They've improved areas they need to improve. This isn't going to be a Super Bowl winning year for the Chicago Bears, but it's a step in the right direction for their entire team. So I quite like it. Right. That's the Bears talked about. Yeah. Next up, the Green Bay Packers. Yay. They're next on our yeah. list. Uh, we'll talk about them next time and whether we think Jordan Love is in a very similar boat to Justin Fields, actually. But um, talk about whether we think they're going to do well. If you want to contact us, hit us up on Twitter. It's just Acridine Gents. And come join the Discord. It's the pinned tweet on our Twitter, where you'll find Phil, I believe. And where else can people find you, Phil? You can also find me on Twitter at KnucklesHeavy7. You can find me at Threads at Phil Knuckles. Um, Yes, and on the Discord, where I'm usually sending funny gifts. Nice. Uh, James, what about you? Um, you can either find me on the Discord or on a street corner drinking meths, particularly if Sean Payton says anything else. Okay, well, there we go. Good to know. Anyway, with that, we are going to call it a night. Speak to you soon. Speak to you all soon. We love you all very much. And good night. Because we're going to talk about the Green Bay Packers next time. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And goodbye.